Chapter 20 of Jean Craig, Graduate Nurse. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Jean Craig, Graduate Nurse by K. Littleton. Chapter 20 Sweetheart's Dance. The ballroom of the Elmhurst Inn was lit by Japanese lanterns, which threw soft-colored lights down on the dancers, who were swaying dreamily to the music of a local dance band. The strains of stardust filled the room, and Jean squeezed Ralph's hand tenderly. This is perfect, she whispered. This is as close to heaven as I've ever been. Ralph looked down at the girl, who was soon to be his wife. Her short, dark curls were caught in a white and silver ribbon which matched the net evening frock she wore. Her large, dark eyes were sparkling with happiness. Ralph held her close to him. "'This is our party, darling,' he whispered. "'The whole town, the whole world is dancing because we are in love.' The whole world except Kit and Frank, Jean giggled. Goodness, I hope his train is on time. It is, Ralph laughed. Kit checked a half dozen times. They should be here in another fifteen minutes. They drifted past the bandstand, and the band leader saluted them with his baton. Somehow, everything seems so complete, Jean said. Look at father and mother over there. You'd think this was their wedding party instead of ours. Ralph glanced over and smiled. Mr. and Mrs. Craig were lost in each other. Ralph was suddenly struck by a happy thought. Much as the Craigs loved their family, they had had no time for just each other in many, many years. As their children were growing older and preparing to leave home, Mr. and Mrs. Craig seemed to be looking forward eagerly to the day when they could have each other for themselves alone. They're a handsome couple, Ralph said. One reason I picked you, of course. A look at your mother convinced me I'd have a beautiful wife forever. You're an idiot, Jean cried as the music came to an end. Not at all. That's very important, Ralph teased. Come on, let's get some punch. Eileen and Dr. Benson were at the punch bowl. Jean grinned at them and introduced Gerald to Ralph. The red-haired doctor studied Ralph for a moment. So you're the man our patient Griselda waited for. I'm glad to meet you, McRae. He held out his hand. Ralph grabbed it and shook it warmly. It's a pleasure, he said. I've heard all about you. Gerald reddened. You are a forgiving man, then. Ralph slipped an arm around Jean. She wrote me all about how you drilled her so well before her exams. Eileen put down her cup of punch. It's a marvelous party, she said. Yes, it is, Gerald agreed. And we appreciate it more than we can tell you. On account of the fact that circumstances are holding up our own wedding, we enjoy ourselves cutting in on other people's celebrations. 
Eileen, Jean cried. You didn't tell me. She spoke fur, Gerald laughed. And if I keep up the payments, she can even keep the ring. You goose, Eileen cried, holding out her hand. Do you like it? Jean examined the ring with squeals of enthusiasm. Oh, golly, she sighed. It's perfect. But what on earth will Dr. Barsh do if you get married? That's one of the circumstances, Gerald said. I have a feeling he'd ride me out of town on a rail if I snatched away his second supervisor of nurses. The music started again, and Ralph set down his cup. May I borrow your fiancé for a dance, doctor? Gerald smiled and nodded. Take care of her. She's all I have. He held out his arms to Jean and whisked her away. Happy? he asked her. Oh, yes, she cried. I can't really believe that we're actually going to be married. Gerald smiled wistfully. He's a very nice fellow, he said. Even now I have a little twinge of conscience when I think about trying to cut in on him. He laughed. Guys like me are always the worst. If anyone tried to date Eileen now, I'd really be sore. She's a wonderful girl, Jean agreed, and I don't think you have to worry. It still seems too good to be true, Gerald said. What do you mean? Oh, I don't know. I acted like such a jerk when I first came. Things are different with everyone now. I've got my girl, and I've made good friends with the doctors at the clinic. You know, I graduate myself pretty soon. That's right, Jean said. Your internship is almost over. Gerald fought back a lump in his throat. But the thing that gets me is that they want me to stay on. Dr. Barsh, Ted Loring, Daly, Jenkins, all of them. Gene, you know, this is the first time in my life I realize that people like me just because of myself. Gene squeezed his hand in quick sympathy. Gerald cleared his throat. And that poses a problem, he said in a very businesslike voice. Dr. Barsh is trying to convince me to go into surgery. I've always been interested in psychiatry. But I think I'll stay on for a while and see what surgery is all about. After all, they're sort of my family now, and I've been away from home too long. Jean was so touched that tears came to her eyes. Hey, here's your sister, Kit. Gerald said gruffly. Jean slipped away from him. And Frank Howard, come and meet him. Kit and Frank were standing in the doorway, arm in arm. Is this my party, Jean? Frank teased as she and Gerald came over to them. No, sir, it's mine, Jean retorted. But come in anyway and have a good time. Frank smiled down at Kit. It's not for us, he said with mock wistfulness. Shall we stay, or shall we get up our own party? Kit sighed with pretended disappointment. I guess we'll have to make the best of it. Let's stay. It's the only dance band in town. If you two idiots will stop talking for a minute, I'd like Frank to meet Dr. Gerald Benson, Jean cried. The two men shook hands. Before they could get past the door, Eileen and Ralph joined them. 
Frank and Ralph shook hands. Where are your mother and father, Kit? Frank asked. Oh, I see them. The small crowd made its way across the dance floor to Mr. and Mrs. Craig. Mrs. Craig took both of Frank's hands in hers and kissed him on the cheek. Mr. Craig shook his hand. This is what you call the grand entrance, Mr. Craig said. I hope you don't mind a little dancing after a day of traveling. Not at all, Frank said, slipping his arm around Kit's waist. It's a fine idea. You've got to meet someone else, Kit whispered as they danced off. I haven't told you yet about Doris's young man, have I? Frank looked at her in astonishment. Doris, he exclaimed. That child? Doris is exactly the age I was when I met you, Kit reminded him. Oh, my goodness, Frank cried. I forgot what an old woman you are now. Well, anyway, Kit said, ignoring his remark. They should be around here somewhere. She scanned the ballroom. I don't see them, but they'll turn up. After intermission, the band leader played Stardust again for Gene and Ralph. Then, when the music ended, he held up his hand. Ladies and gentlemen, he said, I have a real surprise for you tonight. Miss Craig has requested that my boys move over and make room for a duet. Now, these are real musicians. They play classics. And they've a number they want to play for the bride tonight. Everyone applauded as Doris and Bert came to the stage and prepared to play. In the hush that preceded their opening notes, the outer door to the ballroom banged open. Everyone turned around to look. I might have known, Jean said under her breath to Ralph. It's Ted and Ethel. He's making his usual entrance. Ethel, blushing furiously, turned to her husband, who was blithely walking towards Jean and Ralph. I told you there was something going on, she hissed. Ted glanced up at the stage and saw Doris and Bert waiting for the confusion to stop. I guess I did it again, he admitted sheepishly. Hush, everyone, he said, in an ineffectual effort to quiet the crowd. Hush yourself, Ethel commanded in indignation. She turned to Jean. How on earth can I apologize? Jean laughed. Don't try, Ethel, she giggled. Some day, Ted is going to make a quiet entrance somewhere, and we'll all pass out from the shock. The guests quieted down, and Doris and Bert began to play. Ralph touched Jean's arm and beckoned her to follow him to the porch. They stepped through the French windows and stood listening to the music. Ralph put his arm around Jean, and she put her head on his shoulder. With reverence, he touched a curl on top of her head. It wasn't very polite to sneak away from the concert, was it? He whispered in her ear. Jean shook her head. No, she whispered back. It wasn't. But I wanted to hear them play just with you, Ralph continued in a whisper. Jean reached up and squeezed his hand. The soft strains of the violin drifted out to the porch and engulfed them. They listened breathlessly till the last notes died away. Then Ralph leaned over and whispered, Miss Craig, I love you. End of chapter 20